drink cinema? Jeez. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. We're back onto normal, non-Robin Hood programming. Yes, we are. We're here. We're done. Uh, thanks for sticking with us, especially through the last one. Yeah, now we are on to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. How are you, Brett? I am goodly. How art thou? Good, thank you. Don't do you think we could do a six degrees to get mm. us from Taron Edgerton's Robin Hood to Who Framed Roger Rabbit? All right, let's go. Who's in that shit people? Okay. Uh, Jamie Foxx. Bob Hoskins. Taron Edgerton. Bob Hoskins. Was in Hook. Was in Hook, which opens up to basically Dustin half Hoffman, of Hollywood. Robin Williams, Gwyneth Paltrow, Julia Roberts, Maggie Smith, Robin Williams, and then we've got on the other Sean side Penn. of things, Julia Roberts and Sean Penn have done something. Surely, uh, how does that get us to Taron Egerton though? Ah, uh, the well, all right. So we've got Robin Williams from the other end. We have got Jamie Fox. Can't be that far from Robin Williams, surely. Jamie Foxx, Jamie Fox is- Channing Tatum, Beyonce, Channing Tatum, Anika Noni Rose, Danny Glover, Jennifer Hudson, Danny Glover, Robin Williams. Danny Why Glover? do I keep going back to Julia Roberts? Julia Roberts. She was in Hook. She was in Hook. Julia Roberts to Who, where Taron, Egerton, Taron Egerton to Jamie Foxx to. Uh, that Australian guy, Ben Mendelsohn. I can't believe we've just done Robin Hood and we've forgotten everybody that's in it. Yeah. I forgot what the movie was about. Um, A guy steals from the rich. Colin Firth. Colin Firth, Elton John. Also, Mm. he was in Rocket Man with people. Jamie Bell. Nepo Baby Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, okay. So Taron Edgerton, right? Then I think a good one is Colin Firth. Okay, Colin Firth or Kira Knightley. Was Hugh Grant in one of them? The Kingsman with Taron Edgerton. I don't think so. Uh-huh. Channing Tatum was, but he that only gets us back to Jamie Fox. Because I was going to go <laughs> that Taron Edgerton, Hugh Grant, Julia Roberts. Well, you can go. Taron Egerton, Colin Firth, Firth Hugh Grant, Grant Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts. All right. Done. Bad uh, Robin Hood. Bad Robin Hood. Bridget Jones' Diary. Oh, to... Oh, the Kingsman. Kingsman. To... Bridget Jones' Love Diary. Actually, Love Actually. Take to a pick. To Notting Hill. Notting Hill. All right. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Our drink for Who Framed Roger Rabbit... Is translucent. Is a is a see-through at the moment because it is green... Against our green screen, that doesn't work because it doesn't just take it out from the background. It takes it out from the whole video. So even if you put something else behind it, which means you'll have to go to our socials at Two Drink Cinema. Oh, because it's green. Yeah. <laughs> but this is called a dip martini. Yeah. Which we have invented original, Based on what we've got in our studio. So, which is uh, quite a lot at this point. Yeah. The dip in Who Framed Roger Rabbit has three things in it. Mm-hmm. Um, acetone, turpentine, 
and one other thing that I've just gone out of my Benz- head. Benzene. Benzene. So this has three grogs in it. Gin, Maduri, and nail polish remover. Yeah. Gin, Maduri, and vermouth, basically the same thing. that's acetone. Uh, and it is green. Let's see. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, Midori that burns. Oh, it's oh m- Midori that burns. It's oh. Sm- it smells toxic, but that's gin. We've discussed that before. Gin smells. Oh, wow. I was nearly having a Roger Rabbit type reaction then. Gin's, oh, that burns. Gin smells like terps. I've got that on the record, which is why oh. gin works for the turpentine. Midori's the benzene. Vermouth's the acetone. Oh, and it's not bad gin like when we did the Godfather one and used shit whiskey. No, no, this is good gin, good uh, vermouth, and the only thing that is Midori. Um, wow, that's that's got a kick to it. If I made it I again... To, I might have to crash here tonight. Yeah, if I made it again, I would do that in a tall glass with lemonade and ice. If I made it again, I would not. <laughs> no, but think that with lemonade would sweeten it considerably. I thought the Midori was going to do that enough, but... Oh, it does have a kick. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> this episode could get loose, folks. I'm going to give it a 1.75. Yeah, I was going to say around that or a two. I think if I put it over, put what this is over ice and topped with lemonade in a tall glass, I'd like it more. Yeah, let's go 1.75. We've mentioned our favourite bar, Pride of Our Footscray. We are now getting consulted for cocktails that could be added to yeah, the Yeah, we've taste tested. I said to Mon, I'm like, if I'm here, you want to try something out, let me know. I'll even pay for it. Well, and she did. Um, she brought us two last time we were there. We were mm. sitting with the boss at the time, so yeah. that helped. She brought us two and we tasted them. One was Barbadosian-based. Barba- Barbados gin or something. Uh, so I suggested called, naming it after a Rihanna song. Mm, so it's now called Bitch Better Have My Money. I suggested Ponder Replay just to go old school. Really? I would have called uh, um, Lost an Oscar. Ooh. Ooh. Too soon. Too soon. Pregnant at the Super Bowl, I would have called it. Not great for a cocktail. No. Nah. How alcoholic is the movie is something that we're going to get to later when we do our scoring. Yes. But let's chat about who framed Roger Rabbit once I move this light slightly. Now, you can obviously tell the difference that I've moved that light. Wow. Watcher. Best boy. Key grip. Um, (laughs) It's been ages since I've watched it. I remember watching it as a kid and it being like a big deal. It was like the movie. Well, because it was so groundbreaking and amazing. It actually was. Like, it's, it's... the way that they've got the tunes and the humans in the same frame. Yeah. It's, it's like what I said about Avatar Way of good. Water. It's up there. <laughs> it's like, getting a human yeah. and a Na'vi in the same. It looks ridiculously good considering the type of animation it was. Hand-drawn yeah. animation. Um, I've got a little bit later. I did some research on how that was done uh, and it's mind-blowing. Basically, a guy sat down with a pencil and tried to draw Bugs Bunny without drawing Bugs Bunny. <laughs> it's one of those memes that, like, Roger Rabbit looks like someone tried to draw Bugs Bunny from memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't fully realise that it was and a... Bob f- Hoskins was somebody trying to draw Joe Pesci from memory. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fully realise that it was a full Disney property, Roger Rabbit. No, I thought it was... 
Maybe because of the animation, I thought it was more Warner Brothers, like Looney Tunes. But then I, I thought it was neither. But then yeah. both of them are but in then it. It's both. It's very confusing. Yeah, it's like Inception of cartoons. I in some way I don't really know how. It's a full Disney property, but then that opening was basically. Yeah. Can we make it kind of Looney Tunes because we kind of don't want it to be Disney because I think Disney in the seventies and eighties was shit. Yeah, this is. I feel like they were. It was almost coming back. Disney's renaissance. Nearly the Little Mermaid. Yeah, nineteen eighty-eight. So it's um thirty-five years, as are many good things this year. Yeah, like Rain Man. Yeah. The opening is and long. Rihanna. Rihanna's thirty-five. Pretty sure she's the same age as me, which was very depressing. It's very depressing. You know, it was depressing when it was when Maria Sharapova was the same age as me, which is all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she was good. And she was like 18 and winning Wimbledon. I'm like, I'm doing nothing with my life. And you still not. You know, my moment of that was when Adam Cooney won a Brownlow. Mm-hmm. And he was the same age as me and my mate I went to uni with who also goes for the Bulldogs. And I texted him that night. I'm like, I just found out Adam Cooney, Brownlow medalist, is the yeah. same age as us. What are we doing with our lives? Well, they're now it's depressing that they're younger than us. Like Dustin Martin's younger than me. Oh, I thought you meant Adam Cooney's younger. And I'm like, no, he's still the yeah, same age as me. He stopped aging. <laughs> Like Halle Berry. Adam Cooney, Brownlow medalist, is still 27. Yes. When, he won, when he won the Brownlow. Yeah, okay. That's still 27. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, first quotability is when he says cookie. The baby saying cookie, cookie. That yeah. has stuck with me for some reason. I actually remember that opening scene. It's very long. Like, it lo- and I felt I was watching it. And I remembered it. And then I was maybe thinking that I remembered it for being its own thing. Like, it, it's an animated short film, that opening. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's the point is I think to get you fully into the animated world mm. and you think this is the movie. Yes. But then they twist it but when a real man walks on seamlessly, yeah. walks onto the set and converses with them. And then the baby is... An old man. Hilarious. With what, a 50-year-old libido and a a three-month-old pecker? I got a (laughs) 50-year-old lust and a three-year-old dinky. Dinky. I wrote it down because I thought it was hilarious. And Bob Hoskins is like, yeah, I know how you feel. Like, oh, that's odd. Something, there's a joke in there that's inappropriate, but we're not going to make it. So, yeah, Roger Rabbit's shit He's got enough dinky for that very tall bar lady to fall in love with him. Oh, yeah. That's... And the way they put the tunes in the real world is better than some movies nowadays. Yeah, and I think it's the way they do it, not just in the looks, but the world. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a story. Like, Acme is a real place. It's a real company. It did used to be. And it's just, I think it's funny. There were so many Acme things and... yeah. That's the Mr. running joke. Mr. Acme and is how, a person. Um, it operates within... The tunes operate within the real world, but they're racist against them. Oh, yeah. So Insults. racist against tunes. God. All right. So, more there alcoholic. There are so many little... Um, it's very Little quick. things that you miss. Like, um, I just did a deal with such a... And we've got the cast of Fantasia here. Or something? Yeah, yeah. And then later on you see that big hippo? Yeah, that's funny. And there's 
I like that it's in like a half animated movie and there's the animated jokes. It, it's very much, sorry, a bit meta. Oh, <laughs> in that it, the jokes that we cliched find hilarious in animated movies or did as kids mm. are annoying to every human outside of the filming. Yeah. So when the big hippo sits down and it knocks the other guy off the other end of the bench, if that's in an animated short, kids are laughing their yeah, ass yeah, yeah. off. But everyone around the studio is like, oh, fucking fat hippo. Fucking toons. Yeah. They don't swear like that. But um, I'm sure the, they would. The funny bit that I thought is that there was a line of cows going for an audition. Yeah. And it was a cattle call. I thought that was <laughs> hilarious. I missed that. It was like just, they didn't mention it. It was just like a little sign. They're all in this thing. It's got little signs saying cattle call. I love when they do little details like that. Great. That's one thing that they didn't do in The Watcher, that show that I watched two episodes. Every. Mm, At least you got through two. Everything they want you to know, Naomi Watts says out loud. Mm. Anyway, do better, Ryan Murphy. Um, There is a lot more alcohol in this than I remember. I don't didn't remember it being an adults movie no i remember it, it is i remember there being a hot rabbit in it but she's not even a rabbit she is hot and then i was like what voice is that i've heard that voice yeah so i was looking on imdb and i'm like it doesn't say who jessica rabbit is but then i was like it's kathleen turner on google it says kathleen turner but i don't think she wasn't credited no, she didn't seem to be credited in the movie or on IMDb. Mm. Speaking of alcohol, Bob Hoskins' character is an alcoholic. Uh, and we get that from the very start because we see him take a flask out of his jacket pocket. Yep. And then as soon as he gets the job, he goes back to settle half of his bar tab. Yes. And, and he hates tunes. Hates tunes. We don't know why yet. Because a tune killed his brother Lee. He dropped a piano on his head. <laughs> he trades. <laughs> yeah. We didn't know that yet. We learnt that not very much later. At the bar. But a little later. Oh, okay. I've skipped over one bit of notes where he can't afford a ticket for the tram, so sits on the back and gives cigarettes to children. I thought he got the cigarettes from the children. No, he gives the cigarettes to children. Yeah. No, gets given cigarettes by kids. Yeah, that's why I was like, you got a cigarette. We've watched like, what a, is happening? We've watched a lot of movies recently. Yeah. In the bar. And all of them involved an exchange of cigarettes between an adult and kids. And so that's why I get confused (laughs) confused. between which way around each one is. A toon killed his brother, dropped a piano on his head. Yes. I love that the penguins from the Mary Poppins, which are some of my favorite characters from Mary Poppins, are the waiters (laughs) in Jessica Rabbit's cabaret bar. That's great. She is very sexy. Ridiculously so. And her bazungas, her yabos, mm. huge. They are just staying in that dress. Humongous. They're, yep. They're as big as Bob Hoskins. Yeah. He, his whole breasts. body. Oh, no, not his breasts. <laughs> whole body. He, he is Bob Hoskins historically. I would not say, Bob Hoskins, you are a great actor. I can't think of much that he's in. But if you can do that against what I found out were cardboard cutouts, dolls, and robots, if you can give that performance against mm. those things, 
that's good. Somebody definitely stole the Jessica Rabbit doll from the oh, set. Oh, Mr. Acme did. Oh, Jesus. Oh, horny. Ding, ding, ding. Betty Boop's there too. Mm. She's still in black and white. Boop, boop, beep, That's funny. Did they have sex? Betty, Betty Boop and Bob Hoskins. I think they did boop, boop, boop. Uh, she, he boop, 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 dooped her. He boop, he booped a, he boop, he bibbity boop. No. As soon he as a boop, boop, beep, beep, boop, de boop. As no, soon I feel like I'm having a stroke. As Bob Hoskins says, "I want my drink on the rocks." I knew what was coming. Yeah, and he goes, "Actual ice," but it came no, no, on the rock. rock. Yep, it's a tune bar that allows humans. It's another racial thing. Mm. It's, uh, that they, yeah, it's a tune bar that allows humans because tunes are fetishized, which is a racial thing as yeah. well. And if you look like Jessica Rabbit, you, yep. Mm, I'm not going to say you're asking Ouch for it. Mc- that's, the point of it. <laughs> that's what I would say. Um, and would your eyeballs come out of your head? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you, they, they these days would release that in 3D. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I think they have to release it in three double D. <laughs> that's a TikTok. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who loves a bit of tit humor? I think they're bigger than Double Jessica, D's as well. Jessica Rabbit loves a bit of tit humour. Who are you calling Com- Chump Chimp? Yeah. <laughs> the big security guard. Very funny. Um, then they look, he goes into the office or her dressing room or something. And then you hear them playing patty cake. Yeah. Which you think is a bit of hoofty woofty. Yeah. But he's actually just patty cake. You think he's be booping in her boob. Yeah. <laughs> I nearly got it. I nearly got it that time. <laughs> and the sound, I was like, what the hell is this? Oh. But then it's funny that then later it shows that shots of them actually just actually doing just playing patty cake. cake. And which is the worst thing you can do as a tune, apparently. Yeah. Is cheating on someone by playing patty cake. Well, because nobody drew on your, your yarbles or your yaya. That's true. Just the outside of Yarbos. And a one outfit. And one outfit. Yeah, which you probably can't take off. Mm. Iconic line, which I didn't write down. I'm not oh, bad. I'm just, yeah, drawn I'm, not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Iconic line. I think it's on the um, AFI list. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yep, let's just say it is. I can't be bothered <laughs> looking it up. Um, She's the cream in my coffee. Will you better start drinking it black? <laughs> That's when they're in um, the movie producer's office with Roger. Um, and then Roger loses it. Mm. Or does he? Mm. Mm. He loses it because he has a drink. He has a, one sip of whiskey or scotch or whatever, yeah. and he goes off like Just me ha- drinking a yeah. dip martini. Dip martini. Um, I wrote somebody said to Bob Hoskins, didn't you used to be Eddie Valiant? I thought you changed your name to Jack Daniels. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a great line. Uh, they say that in the bar. Oh, no, the cops say. Oh, yeah, The cops right. say to him because they have all that fun playing with the Acme gags. And the let long me, punching thing. Let and... me tell you, as soon as Judge Doom rocks up, boy, does the movie change. Yeah. It was like, oh, look at this. Ha ha. Funny rabbit. Yep. Big tits. Um. This is I a great mix. And then he shows up and I'm like, oh, fucking hell. I do not like Christopher Lloyd as a baddie. That poor squeaky little shoe. That is a traumatic scene 
and it does turn. He's not on screen for more than three minutes before he kills a toon completely in cold blood. Yeah. Do they have blood? But then it takes them an hour and 20 minutes to work out that he's a baddie. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> an hour later, they're like, Doom wants to kill the toons. Like, he literally told you his plan yeah. in that first scene with him. Yeah. Interesting. He literally killed a toon in front of you. Yeah. But Bob Hoskins is drunk, so maybe he didn't kind of put that together. Or he doesn't care because he's killing toons and he doesn't like toons. That's true. He doesn't like toons until he gets the hots for Jessica Rabbit. And then he's dinky. He changes his mind. Yeah, his little three-year-old dinky. Are we sticking with dinky or are we keeping with yarbles? Yarbles is the balls. Yeah, okay. Yardinky. You haven't got any balls. We should call it Yardinky. And Dinky is the... To keep going with the Yar theme. Yarbo, Yarbles, Yaya, Yardinky. Yardinky. <laughs> Yarbles is fine. Okay. Um, Just refers to the whole male parts. Yeah, the whole business down there. Then we find out that Mr. Acme didn't have a will. Yeah. And so can't leave Toontown to the Toons. Nope. Which is when he gets involved. When Bob Hoskins starts to think, yeah, something's maybe not right, I should yeah. help these people. Something's not right. And even though I'm drunk, I'm still a detective, so I still care. And is he getting paid? He doesn't work for the Toons. No, he's already taken his $100 from Harvin Marvin, Herman ah. Merman. Herman Merman? Whatever his name is. To get the shots of the patty cake. That was his first job. So he's yep. got 50 bucks spare in his pocket mm-hmm. to spend on drink. Uh, but Roger comes and guilt trips him and hires him yep. to prove that he has not been, to quote the movie title, framed. Mm, someone framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. Um, so then the weasels come to Bob Hoskins' office where Roger Rabbit has handcuffed himself to Bob Hoskins. Mm. And I, as soon as he handcuffed him together, I'm like, couldn't he just pull his hand out? Did you think of that straight away? I did think. <laughs> like, he could just pull his hand out of there. And I'm not sure whether I thought he, of that because he's a toon or yeah. I thought of that because he remembered that he does do it. Probably Later. a toon thing. Oh, that's not getting better. No, it's not. Um, the I just think that I could, I could have slipped my hand out at any time. Not any time. Just when it's funny. Which is which is true and very appropriate. I liked the scene where he's holding him in the water and distracting the weasels. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm washing dishes and then pushing him up and down in the water. Uh, and then he gets guilt tripped, basically, into taking the case. Yeah. When we get to the Google reviews a little bit later, there'll be a lot of talk about the fact that Roger is an incredibly annoying character. I saying he wore thin. He got pretty annoying pretty quick for me. And I think one of the things about this movie is that there are different types of humour. Roger is not an actor. No, he's a slapstick bunny. And even in the real world context of tunes coming in and acting like the baby. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not Roger. No. It's like Adam Sandler. You just wheel him in and he says silly things yep. and then you wheel him onto the set of Jimmy Fallon and he says silly things. Same Done. thing. Yep. Roger Rabbit is a bit like that in that he's like that all the time and then they just turn the cameras on. Yes. There's that humour. 
there is the pun humour. There is the general humour of tunes and Acme things as they find in the warehouse. But then Dolores, the barmaid. The barmaid girlfriend. She's very good with the witty, dry humour. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I haven't written down any of her quotes. She goes, You've, have you been dabbling in watercolours, Eddie? Oh, yeah. Um, she is very funny at those, but I haven't written them down. So to Miss Dolores, I'm sorry. Yeah. The, oh no, and then, is that a rabbit in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? When they're handcuffed together and he goes to the bar to try oh, and get the handcuffs yeah. off. Yeah. It's not one of her best, but it's one that I remembered. Um, Very easy. If you wanted to catch a tune. Yeah. Two bits. Done. Oh, yeah. Two bits. Yep. Easy. Dead. Shaving a haircut. Two bits. Yeah. I didn't know it was shaving a haircut. Yeah. I learnt that recently. I went, I learnt it uh, yesterday when watching Who Came <laughs> Roger Rabbit. Shaving a haircut, two bits, is an easy way because they, and it does make sense that they can't stand to leave that unjoked. Yeah. Do, 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 do. All right, where are we up to? Because we've skipped around a bit all over the place. Then he then he gets to Toontown. No, they get the car. The car's there. The anima- the Toon car. Yeah, the Toon car. Yeah, yeah. And then they make a getaway from the weasels because the weasels find them. Yes. The weasels and what's-his-face find them at the bar. Then, then they go to Toontown. Yes. Jessica Rabbit visits him again, and that's when she says, I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way. Mm-hmm. Someone says, nice shirt, who's your tailor, Quasimodo? And I wrote that down, but I can't remember who says it to who, but it's an insult. It's an insult. So it's in the notes. Doom is so nasty. Oh, it's ridiculous. He just kills people, he just pours dip on the road. Yeah, he just, he's got this like propeller gun thing. Yeah, that's intense, that hose gun at the end. Mm. They're quite a loony selection for a bunch of drunken reprobates is when Doom comes to the bar and he's looking through the records because it's playing a song. Okay, we skipped a bit ahead. (laughs) Roger Rabbit goes to the bar. Yes. And he's in the hiding room, the speakeasy. Yep. After he gets out of the cuffs. Bob Hoskin goes off to do some investigating. Uh-huh. Then he comes back and finds Roger on the bar entertaining all the bar people. Oh, that's right. Yep. Right. Then he gets him back in the speakeasy and then Judge Doom comes. Yes. And he's just beating up humans and threatening them. Yes. And he's just beating up humans and threatening them and making it very clear that he's going to kill Roger. <coughs> He's making it very clear that he's going to kill Roger. Yep. And that's when he goes to the record and sees that it's a tune song that they've been playing. And he says, quite a loony selection for a bunch of drunken reprobates, which I've put in the insults and the alcohol notes. Mm. Then we get shaving a haircut two bits. Yep. Then the car chase is actually good. Yeah. Yeah. As well as funny. Yeah. One thing I love about action movies 
it's a trope of action movies, which this one ticks as well, is that cops are terrible drivers. Oh, God, yeah. Every... They're terrible drivers, they're terrible shots, they're terrible investigators. Yeah. But I find this trope in action kind of... Whenever a person that we like is running away from the cops, the cops are terrible drivers. It's like that bit in Family Guy where they're running and it's like, oh, it's like the guy in that action movie and the, the cops are running and they're just like waving their arms, bang, bang, bang. It's like, man, these guys are elusive. <laughs> But for some reason, oh, I just did my shoulder. But for some reason, the bad driving one is one I find funny in terms of what kind of things you would think are cliches and tropes in movies. The driving one gets me. Yeah, I haven't explained that very well. I'll oh, try again. You understand when it happens in why there's movie. tropes in movies, but for some reason, that one annoys you more. No, it doesn't annoy me. I I love it. Just like, why is that a thing? Because it's not, the trope isn't the person getting away is a better driver than the cops. It's just the cops the are a bad driver. The trope is that the cops get to a corner and instead of turning the wheel, just keep driving straight into the wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's the trope. Then we end up in Toontown after that car chase. Yes. Did you notice, I'm sure you did, that the money of Toontown Simoleons. is simoleons. Yeah, I did notice that because I downloaded The Sims afterwards. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, I already had it. Uh, I was going to say. Yes. What's uh, up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Someone says that. Joe, uh, Bob Hoskins, says that before Bugs says we that. We see Bugs and, and Mickey. Yeah. Ha-ha. <laughs> We've skipped the bit where Donald and Daffy Duck... Play. Play the pianos. That was one thing in uh, Warner lending them their Looney Tunes was that they said, if you put them in a scene with a Disney, they have to be equal. Right, okay. So like this scene where Donald and Daffy Duck both play the piano, they have both to have to be as, as good as each other on the piano. Yeah. And they both have to be as good as each other at the slapstick fighting and then both kind of lose at the same time. Yes. And it's the same thing when Mickey and Bugs are together. They both have the same amount of jokes yeah. and they both have similar things that they do to Bob Hoskins, uh, Bob Hoskins, which is good. Mm. It's quite ambitious for Disney to go to their biggest animated competitor, Hanna-Barbera is a distant third, and say, can we have you? It's interesting that they didn't go. Let's also try and get the Flintstones in. Like, there's no Hanna yeah, Barbera. There's no Hanna Barbera. They're like, no, we don't need the Flintstones in the Yogi Bear. We're fine, thank you. I guess most of them are like the big Hanna Barbera is the Flintstones and the Jetsons, and they're humans. Yeah. So you don't necessarily need more human humans tunes. in Toontown. Yeah. Okay. Other than Jessica Rabbit. And, spoiler alert, Judge Doom. Oh. The Jessica Rabbit is a double crosser. There's that moment. Ooh. But then she's not. But then she's not. She's a triple crosser. Yeah. It's very... It, I got to be confused. Throughout this movie, and I noticed it particularly when they're back in the music production, the movie production office, Bob Hoskins and the head of the studio. 
there's lots of Alan Silvestri just being Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. Um, which I can kind of understand. Yeah. He, 85 was Back to the Future, 89 was Back to the Future 2, and 88 was Roger Rabbit. Yes. So it was right in the middle of yeah. him making three Back to the Future scores. Uh, so you can understand why there's bits that are just like, which is like straight out of uh, Marty turning, or the doc turning to try and plug the electrical back in. Mm. I wrote, do you have a spare? Turns out to be a spare tyre. It's a parachute. That's what Bug says. Oh, yes. Do you have a spare? Yes, but you're not going to like it. Yeah. And he's yeah, like, yeah. give me it anyway. Yeah, and it's a spare right. tyre. Because I wrote down the same thing. I remember thing. thinking that that was funny. But then I, in my notes, I can't remember what it was. But no, that was funny. We skipped ahead a couple of bits because he has a toon gun. Yes, from Yosemite that Sam. Yosemite Sam gifted him. A representation point. Mm. One of those bullets is a Native American bullet. A uh, year. Uh, and very, and is very stereotypically yeah. a Native American bullet. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure one of the bullets is the voice of one of the characters in Robin Hood the Animated One, who is also in Back oh, to really? the Future Three. I could have sworn that one of the weasels, the voice of one of the weasels, was the announcer from A League of Their Own, but oh, really? I couldn't find it. It was so annoying. I couldn't confirm or was deny. one Whoopi Goldberg like the high No, no, it could have been the. Uh, then there's a spare joke, and then it's like, oh my god, it's Judge Doom. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But it, the twist is that Judge Doom was a tune. Yeah, so he wanted to kill all of the other tunes. You know what was hilarious and a horny point. Yeah, frisk. They needed to frisk Jessica Rabbit. Before they frisked Jessica Rabbit, they frisked, didn't they frisk um, Dolores as well? Can't remember that. But when they did frisk Jessica Rabbit, they didn't frisk. They, they went straight down the yah-yahs. Yah-bos. Talk about a booby trap. Oh. Ching, ching. I don't know what that means. They go straight down the cleavage for the frisking and the boss weasel's like, let me get this one. And then he's yep. very horny for Jessica Rabbit. But everybody is. Everybody is. It's the point of her character in the movie and I guess in Toontown. When Doc Brown is ranting about an evil plan, it sounds much less evil. Does it sound like a plan <laughs> to go back in time? It does sound like a plan to save Toontown. Save the clock tower. destroy it. Yeah. There were a couple of moments... Uh, Christopher Lloyd, you know we love this is like the sixth movie we've done that he's in. Yep. It's it does sound a little bit Doc Brown in a couple of points of his evil monologue mm -hmm. at the end. Yep. Uh which is understandable. There's a bit of a fine line between mad scientist good and mad scientist bad. Yes. And Christopher Lloyd plays that line in this movie. I don't know if it's an interesting or a very good choice to have him. I think Obviously, he did it well. It's a Zemeckis choice. I think he did it well. He was very good in that character. Yeah, he was. I think the thing is that you've watched him so much in good things. That's or true. Or him being a goodie. The goodie that seeing him as the baddie is different. 
it's True. an adjustment. I've, I've heard his voice so much talking like that as a saving Marty McFly. Especially when it's such a baddie. So bad. Like pure evil. Like ruthless, cold-blooded killer to mm. the point that he's like invented some dip hose dispersing machine that looks like it's from Mad Max Fury Road to just yeah. spray dip everywhere. And then he's going to get all the tunes, but then Bob Hoskins embraces the silliness of the tune and saves the day. Is it a deleted scene or is it a biological animal fact that if weasels laugh too much, they die? Because there was Doom something is, about... Doom is always telling to, them not to laugh. Yeah. Then he says... You know what will happen. You'll laugh yourself to death. Mm. And then that sticks in Bob Hoskins' mind and he sings a song that's not funny and they laugh no. them. But they don't laugh and then have a heart attack and die. They laugh and collapse and float off in they the air. They just laugh, 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 die. Yeah. So is that based on something? <laughs> It's 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 uh it's the the toon weasels that's a flaw. I don't know. Like I don't know. If weasels laugh in real like actual weasels die. So when you laugh and you laugh too much, you can get wheezy, and that's where the term <laughs> weasel comes from. And so oh, I that's, thought it's where it is. I thought that's where the term wheezy comes from. You laugh so much you're wheezing. Well, like a weasel laugh. It's you know chicken or chicken or oh, egg. Oh, okay. You right. know, yeah, that's do right. we call them weasels because they're wheezy, or are we wheezy because they're weasels? All right. <laughs> or whatever that means. How does Yeezy fit into this? I don't. He doesn't. <laughs> Luckily, and it ain't easy being wheezy. You know what though? That song is not great. But it's not easy being easy. No. Oh. The song that Bob Hoskins sings oh. that <laughs> kills the weasels yeah. is not great. I think it is more that he's doing it that makes it funnier, maybe. The big machine that plays it is good, though. Oh, it's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, he does all that slapstick stuff. He gets banged on the head. He gets flattened. And then Jessica and Roger are saved, and then they're not saved. Yep. And then they're saved, and then they're not saved. But in the end, Doom is a tune. Doom gets melted by his own dip, and they're saved. They're saved, and then the, they work out the invisible re- reappearing ink. Yeah, on the, such a tune thing on the um the will. And they're reading the will. Jessica, I love you. Let me count the ways I leave all of two down to the tunes. Oh, mm. happy ending. And Jessica Rabbit says, I, I've loved you more than any woman could love a rabbit. Any woman has loved a rabbit. Uh-huh. You wrote a note. He gets crushed, but he's fine. That was before <laughs> they uh, announced that he was a tune. Before you realised that uh, Christopher Lloyd is animated. In real life too, did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd is actually a tune. That's he's why he's a very cast. animated person. He is. Except when he's Uncle Fester. Even then. Quite a range. Electric. His performance was electric? Yes. He He's not as animated in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, but he's a creepy person. Oh, we better review that movie just so I cover everything in Christopher Lloyd's career. Yep. What's he been in recently? Nothing. Okay. That's good. Anything else for the end of this movie? That's all, folks. No, it's very good and quite funny. 
I laughed a fair few times. It's very witty humor. I like did quit quick yes. writing and it's stuff. very very quick, very witty. Lots of puns, which I love. But then slapstick. So you could watch this with kids. Yep. Even though things die. Even though boobs. Eh, people see boobs in real life. I mean, they breastfed. Um, uh, Maybe. I'm not assuming. But it's more like the balance of kind of tune writing and serious crime kind of old school Humphrey Bogart thing. Yeah. They do quite well. Yeah. I forgot that it was set in the 40s or whatever. Yeah, so did I. So it's obviously... I wonder, I wonder whether all of those characters existed in the 40s. Roger Rabbit didn't. That's a made-up character. Well, so is Mickey Mouse. But do you know what I mean? Like, had Disney invented all of these characters? Had the Looney Tunes invented oh, all I of see these characters by 1940, whatever it's set? No, no, no. They hadn't been discovered yet. So... Like Daffy Duck oh, they were was just still just working, working as a piano working player. The piano player, but he hadn't been discovered by Hollywood yet to work with Bugs Bunny. Oh yeah, right. Bugs Bunny had been discovered. I like the bit of the in joke that like L.A. doesn't have public transport much around the city. Yeah, and they're like, we're going to close that down, and like. Bob Hoskins oh. is like, who would want to drive around L.A.? There's all yeah. this great public transport. Yeah, and then you think mm, it's not. I did some little looks up because I was like, is this Disney? Is this Warner Brothers? What is this? Yes. Um, but they greenlit the movie, but the budget was decreased to $30 million. Ooh. But that at the time was the, still, was the most expensive animated movie ever made. Yeah. So. Well, $10 million of that's just on Mickey Mouse. Yeah. He's very in demand. Uh, the chairman of Disney at the time was like, this is going to save an- our animation. And then something to do with Spielberg. Oh, okay. Spielberg convinced Warner Brothers, Fleischer Studios, Famous Studios, King Feature Syndicate, Felix the Cat Productions, Turner Entertainment, and Universal Pictures to lend their characters to appear in the film. Steven Spielberg didn't obviously talk to Hanna-Barbera. No, he's like, I don't like the Flintstones. Felix the Cat... Must be Betty Boop Boopy Doop. I'm pretty sure because I don't remember seeing the cat. That's the style, I think. I didn't. I don't remember seeing the cat. What, what does the cat do at the end of the show? Anyway, um, Terry Gilliam was offered the chance to direct, yes. but he found the project too technically challenging, and he said it's pure laziness on his part, and then um, he regrets that decision. Terry Gilliam, you're an animator. Yeah, that was a bit strange. Like, he's not that kind of animator. He's like, I'm going to cut out a bit of cardboard and move it across the screen slowly yeah, while yeah, John yeah. Cleese does a voiceover. Um, but, God, it would have been good to see what he did with $30 million. Very, It would have been very different. Yeah. I think it would have been quirkier and darker from Gilliam. Whereas Zemeckis made it as a family mm. movie that had dark elements. I think it helps as well that it's not Terry Gilliam. Yeah. So it's a different. So people like parents aren't going to go. Oh, the one, one of the Monty, Monty Python made all the tits no, and no. Time Bandits, which is a very odd movie. Which yeah, is Gilliam's like, first. I can't, I can't take my yeah. friend. My Whereas kids to see that. Also, Zemeckis in the eighties. Like, mm. if you're going to get a family director, you're going for Robert Zemeckis at this point in time. 
Yeah. Now, how it was made was they filmed all of the live action stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Right? And they used a mixture of dolls and cardboard cutouts and drawings. And then the props team made robots. So whenever you see a character move something... Yeah. Like when Roger Rabbit has his drink of whiskey, that's a robot picks up the glass and ridiculous. and drinks it. Uh, and then it's a cut like, you know, a wind but, machine blows yeah. something up in the air, the glass breaks, that's all, you know, prop stuff. When the weasels are walking in with their guns, there's people above the set with the guns hanging on wires, moving the guns through the set. Um in constructing or like in in doing the blocking they made full size dolls and with Robert Zemeckis was like Bob you've got to look here cuz that's where his eyes are yeah you can't look here da 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 da, da. then once the hour and 40 minutes of live action was filmed yeah animators hand drew the animation that's ridiculous on cells, and then they put them, as we know, I know about this. Superimposed. Superimposed over each other. Yeah. And so, or no, they they printed every cell of live action film. Yeah, God. And then you can see the footage. If you go on YouTube, you can see it. They put the page, and then they put, you know, the tracing paper that you got in grade three over the top and drew it. And you can see, draw, lift up, draw, lift up. Because they not only had to put the character in the right spot, but in a lot of cases they had to draw so you couldn't see the robot yeah, anymore. Yeah. And have it move. It was yeah. 17,000 frames. I looked up how many frames are in a two and a, a whatever hour 40 film it is. Mm. It's about, oh, about 17,000 hand-drawn animated frames. Which aren't just like... No wonder they won a special Oscar. Gosh. Yeah. It's not just drawing, right? Because if you, I imagine, if you're just drawing something, it doesn't have to be super lined up perfect. But if you've got to cover something, if you've got to cover something in your drawing, you know, you've got to stay within the lines. And if you're drawing Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny, you can just draw them, and then you just alter your next frame if something doesn't line up, right? Do you reckon there's different people drawing? So did they get the Disney animators in to draw Disney and then the no, Warner Brothers wants to draw in? And they're just sitting one there guy. drawing at the same time going, oh, so you use you use that technique, do you? You use an HB. Or, you, know, you, you use that, do you? And then they're like, Disney, and then he goes to his Disney man and goes, I was with the Bugs Bunny guy today. You should have seen the pencil he was using, man. <laughs> Ridiculous. He's using a Faber-Castell. They don't even have Derwent's at Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> he was using a fucking connector pen. <laughs> No, I reckon oh, I, nostalgia. No, I reckon it was a bit like, oh, you use that technique, do you? Oh. Then he went back to his Disney match and was like, oi, fucking check out this Looney Tunes. Look what I just learned. Yeah, look what I just learned. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we should you know that movie we're making about that beast and that beauty? Yeah. We should draw it like this because yeah. it's so good. We should have Belle come up through <laughs> Almost happened. Just check the facts. That's all folks. Check the facts on that one. That was a candlestick saying that's all. Okay. Folks. 
Oh, should we get to some reviews? Yeah, let's... Um, is that what we do next? Yep. Yes. All right. Now, I will apologise to Lee, please. and this is on the record. Uh, I selfishly decided that I would do the five-star reviews of this one because it was pretty much my choice to do the movie. I called out to Brett before. I said, am I doing the fives or the ones? And he goes... Oh, you can do the ones. And then I Googled it and it has a 4.7, yep. as you can see on your screen now, on Google. I did not realize that when I chose that. So apologies. Um, but, you know, when it gets to doing Jurassic Park, I'll do the one star reviews. Yeah. 4.7. I've got, I've only got two because there was even, so there was no one star, two star or three star reviews. Mm. There were a couple of ratings, but no no written uh, reviews. reviews on Google. So I went over to IMDb. Even on IMDb, there's only four one-star reviews. Oh, wow. So I've only chosen two. One of them is long. Um, am I going first or you? Uh, you can go first. This one was made just over 20 years ago. Oh, wow. 2003 by Jay. IMDb maybe was a thing then. Maybe it's just me, but this movie stunk. Oh. If being a great technical achievement is basis for being a great movie, then let's give out tens to all those 3D flicks from the 50s and 60s. Don't want to do that? Then let's judge it as a movie, okay? I just did, and it gets a 1 out of 10. Wow. Brutal. Maybe it's just me, but I found no appeal in Roger himself. None. In fact, I hated him. Annoying voice, annoying personality, never a funny line, movement, or gesture. Well, if he was not funny, then he was likable? No. Not funny plus annoying is not a good start in a title oh. character. Hoskins did a yeoman's job, which I think is heavy lifting, but most of his accomplishment was acting to the animated characters. Oh, for fuck's sake. Which is the point of the movie. Yep. As a character in a drama, I thought he came off a little flat. His character was ultimately very predictable. So just a bit two-dimensional, really. Uh, but also, this isn't a drama. He, yeah, okay. You know, I don't even remember Christopher Lloyd. I guess he was an over-the-top bad guy. Shocker. Now, there is something every great movie should have. A cardboard bad guy and a very unfunny cartoon as the good guy. Not. Oh, wow. Now... The ratio between 1 and 10 ratings, a stat I check all the time, was almost 10 to 1. So maybe it was just me. If you rent it, make sure you have someone to talk to because you don't want to waste the time following the story. Just talk over oh. it. <laughs> God. Uh, he didn't mention oh. if he's got a film degree or not, so I'm not sure if he's qualified. Mm, mm, I think he just doesn't like Roger Rabbit. Uh, who famed Roger Rabbit may not have jump-started a new evolution in film. But honestly, that might be one of the reasons it's so one of a kind. On a technical level, it's truly unique as no mix of live action and 2D animation has ever looked this good or had this many crossovers. On a storytelling level, it's also amazing how they get across so much character and information in such a tight amount of time without having to over-explain everything. It's also impressive that a character like Roger doesn't become annoying. <laughs> He's still authentic of that time period, but is perfectly funny and agitating in the way the film needs. Okay. All the acting <laughs> is stellar. It's wildly imaginative. It looks amazing. Even the music is absolute first rate. Even though the, this movie won't start any cinematic universes, <laughs> it still works on a var variety of levels. So if you haven't seen it in a while, take another watch and rediscover the best of your childhood with just the right amount of adult edge. 
Ooh. Is that the bar we hold movies to now, whether or not they'll start a cinematic universe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So also, that's, that's why Iron Man is the greatest movie of all time. Also, do Mickey and Bugs not have cinematic universes already? Well, no. Roger Rabbit isn't a cinematic universe. Yeah, but... But it's part of... Are you yeah. saying it's part of... It's part of the Disney crossover. and the Looney Tunes and the Fleischer and the... And the Felix the Cat. Felix the Cat. Universes. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. One star. A stupid movie with not enough cameos of cartoon characters. Oh my God. How can you say that? Warning spoilers. Ah. The only great scene from this movie was the scene when Daffy Duck and Donald Duck were playing the piano and things got out of hand. I enjoyed that scene when the movie first came out and the scene is still great today. This must be the first and last movie ever that had Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse together unless cartoon all-stars to the rescue had them together. Why was Yosemite Sam on fire? <laughs> Why didn't Woody Woodpecker have any speaking lines? This was the stupidest movie I've ever seen. It was stupid in 1988 and it is still stupid today. This movie was inappropriate for children. The baby cussing and smoking. The movie was pointless and Roger Rabbit is our word. Oh no. Why did they make Jessica Rabbit look like someone who should be in an NC-17 movie? The animated shorts were also very stupid. Roger Rabbit is a fool. Whatever happened to Roger Rabbit? I didn't even see him at Disney World. Fucking hell. Goes off the rails a little yeah, bit at the end of that one. Um, no, it wouldn't be at Movie World because he's not Warner Brothers. So you're asking if they were in a movie together again. Yeah. And then in the review, you ask, were they in All Stars? Couldn't yep. you just look that up? You're in IMDb You're already. in IMDb. You're <laughs> yeah. on the internet. Look it up. Also, you say the movie is inappropriate for children, then you use the R word. Yeah, yeah. Also... <sighs> Why did they make Jessica Rabbit look like someone who should be in an NC-17 movie? That's literally the point That's of her character. That's the point. Like, the point is that the she's point hot. point is that she's hot and Roger Rabbit's a dork. Why would you make Pamela Anderson wear a swimsuit in Baywatch? That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you have this person be shirtless the whole movie? Because uh, it's Channing Tatum. Yeah. Um, all right. I got another five E. Oh, yes. Um, one word. Outstanding. I loved this when I was a kid. I'm 16 now and I still love it. The live action with the animation was perfectly blended and I was howling with laughter at the beginning. The story is perfect about a rabbit framed for murder when he suspects his wife is cheating on him. Bob Hoskins was brilliant at the melancholy drunk private eye while Christopher Lloyd has great fun as the very scary villain. I would never have guessed the ending in a million years. Totally unpredictable and quite scary too. The real stars were the Toons. Some of the funniest <laughs> scenes were with them, like Eddie in Toontown. And the Weasels were a blast. Reminded me of the Untouchables. I don't know for ages that Kathleen Turner voiced Jessica Rat. So this is just terribly, like, loves a comma, this person. It's I very distracting. I didn't know for ages, comma, that Kathleen, Kathleen Turner, Turner voiced Jessica Rabbit, comma. Wow, that woman is beautiful. <laughs> Turner voiced Jessica brilliantly. In conclusion, a hugely, satisfy- a hugely satisfying part animated comedy, comma, that both kids and adults will love. 10 out of 10, <laughs> Bethany Cox. Who's Bethany Cox? I don't know. Is I think that- Bethany Cox wrote it on Carl Ellis's account. Shout out to them if you're listening. Um, I love that obviously Kyle and or Bethany have just learned the word melancholy. Because they've put that in there, and for a 16-year-old, that's a bit of an advanced word. But then 
Christopher Lloyd has great fun as the very scary <laughs> very villain. Very scary. They couldn't even get intimidating uh, or terrifying or or terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I don't think it was a word then. I got one more. Okay. Absolutely this one. Robert Zemeckis' Who Framed Roger Rabbit is my favourite film alongside Jane Cameron's Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I wish the sequel would be made, but this one is better. <laughs> Than the sequel that hasn't been made. Yeah, it is the best masterpiece ever made. Prefer it for kids 10 plus with language violence and even sexual content. The film should be PG-13 kind of, but my God, <laughs> it is a 10 out of 10 hit with a thumbs up on the side. Love this film so much. Bethany Cox. Bethany Cox. <laughs> wow. Casey and the Sunshine Band. <laughs> that is what uh, the internet oh. thinks of it. We're going to have a break uh, and then come back with what we think of it with the scores. Two drinks in a bar. All right, we're back uh, and we have our second drink. Cheers. Cheers. Now, two drink cinema stubby holders, which you should get free when you sign up at buymeacoffee.com forward slash two drink cinema. Excellent artwork. You can drink whatever you like in them, except a martini, because it will leak out the little hole in the bottom. They probably have martinis in it. Oh, they have a martinis in a can now, probably. Oh, I'm sure they do. Yuck. Those ready to drinks have come a long way since the lemon ruskies we drank as kids. Oh, Not as kids, obviously, over to, 18. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Was UDL a thing when we were just Oh, UDL's 18? been a thing since my, our parents were kids. West Coast coolers. They used to be what an our adult. parents drink. All right. We are talking about alcoholic scoring. So every movie we score on the Archie Q De Niro scale, and the A stands for alcoholic. We've yes. already scored the cocktail a 1.75. Yes. Uh, and I tipped a little bit of each of ours down the sink. Not nice. <laughs> So it got worse as it got warmer. Uh, sorry to the gin dip martini, but the quantities and the recipe for, for that will be on the socials. If we, you're a martini yeah. fan, I think you'll be a bit more of a fan of this one. Mm. But if you're a dry martini fan, no. Yeah, it has true. a bit of sweetness. But I will say we, we're hit and miss a bit with our original cocktail. Sometimes we do well. Other times we so, make that and Muriel's wedding. We're hitting, yeah, we're too, we're. Not two in a row. Muriel was quite a while away. I don't know what I'm thinking. Bob Hoskins is an alcoholic. Bob Hoskins is an alcoholic. He keeps a bottle of wild turkey in his jacket pocket through the whole movie. He's got he a goes bottle to bars his, multiple times. He's got a bottle in his desk drawer. He hangs out at the bar. He quite happily is, when he comes in to meet the movie producer, Boss Man's uh, office, when he meets him there, he goes straight for the bar. Oh, yeah. Because he's an alcoholic. Didn't you used to be Eddie Valiant? I thought you changed your name to Jack Daniels. An insult on alcoholism. Even though he drinks wild turkey. Yes. But, uh, yeah, drinking, drinking, uh, clubs, bars. Roger has quite a reaction to the drink. Mm. I'm thinking a four. I'm thinking a four. It is character-based drinking and is also a big part of his character that he doesn't drink just before he goes into Toontown to save Roger. Yes. So it's part of his character arc. So I'm going to say a four. Yeah, cool. He's the only real character that gets drunk, but it's an integral part of the main character, one of the main characters' uh, arcs. Four. The R of Archie stands for representation, the representation of the cast and how well the movie represented different parts of our society. 
Not well. The human cast is very white. The human cast is white. The rabbit is white. Um, yes. One of the ducks is white, but one's black. Yep, that's diverse. Mickey Mouse is black. Betty Boopy is black and Bugs white. Bugs Bunny is white and grey, so he's kind of black. He's mixed race. Yosemite Sam <laughs> Bullets, Native American depiction. Yeah. Problematic. Mm, not a best depiction. I don't think the representation's really there. No, because most of the people that voice the tunes are also white. Obviously, Mel Blanc yeah. is white, and he voices most of them. Yeah. Um, there's no diversity within characters in terms of sexualities, but 1988, there wasn't, generally. Um, no. It's just very white. Yeah. I'm thinking of... I don't even know. A zero. Yep. Like, there's none, is there? None. No. Zero. Yep, scrolling through IMDb, white, white, white. Oh, Frank, I was like, Frank Sinatra was in it? As the Singing Sword Archive Sound. Yep. Okay, next is the C for Did I Cry? No. It's a bit sad when that first tune got dumped in the dip. Yeah, but I'm on the record. I don't cry at sad things. Yep. I cried happy things. If Judge Doom had been reunited with his father at the end of the movie, I would have cried. Uh, or if Judge Doom had a toon son. Yeah. He's like, don't do it, Daddy. I don't know it why was they voiced by Michael like J. Fox. Oh. <laughs> father figure, obviously, because if I had to choose between Doc Brown and Crispin Glover as my father, I'm oh, choosing Doc sake. Brown. Jeez. One's a doctor. One's Crispin Glover. Pre... But at the start of Back to the Future 1, he's a hopeless Nerdy, dad. nerdy Christmas Glover. Yeah. So a zero for crime? It's a zero for crime, sorry. Horny is a five. Lee, I, I, yeah, I, pre, I pre-filled out yeah, uh, yeah. the horny. Plenty of people pre-filled when they saw Jessica Rabbit. Oh, Lee. It's a five That's for horniness. <laughs> um, it's a five for horniness oh. because of Jessica Rabbit's yarbos are a five out of five set of yarbos. Everybody yep. is horny for her. Yeah. Every tune, no matter race. Every human. Yeah. Human tune alike. Yep. She's the... the um... Except for Dolores. Dolores is horny for Bob Hoskin for some reason. Yeah, don't know why. But they have a happy ending. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Not the happy ending he wanted. He wanted one from uh, Jessica, Jessica Rabbit. Rabbit. So it's a five for horniness. The problem I got is a 50-year-old lust and a three-year-old dinky. I still love that one. It's great. <laughs> uh, insults. You've already said one. About the Jack Daniels, yes. Yes. I also wrote down, nice shirt, who's your tailor, Quasimodo. Mm. That is insulting. Uh, and I wrote one more down, didn't I? He just hates tunes. And he just Quite talks- a loony selection for a bunch of drunken rib. Re- reprobates. Reprobates. Uh, he just hates tunes and talks down to them a lot as well. Yep. We haven't really come to a conclusion as to whether hating something is insulting. I think it's more the words. So insult is about the dialogue. Yep, the insulting dialogue. Not the vibe towards the person. Yep. So this is a... Two and a half for me. Yeah, I was thinking around a two, two and a half. Yeah, because the insults that are insults are good. 
There's not a huge amount well, of them. Who are you calling chump chimp? Oh, that put it up to two and a half. I forgot about that one. Oh, that's such a good quote that it gets a there whole half point. Chump chimp. Enclosure. He... It's hard to know the house sizes in Toontown. He sleeps in his office. One. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty, like, that's all you see. You don't see Roger and Jessica's house. No, and you don't... I don't think we really see houses in Toontown. No. Because the only time we really spend in Toontown is, like, the main street. Yeah, like that main street in Movie World. Trailers that have trailers on set. So that they should be go small. to Movie World. If any listeners out there have children, can I borrow them as an excuse to go to Movie World? Because no, I go as an go. adult. As an almost 40 year old man, adult. can I go? Adult? Adult. <laughs> adult. 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 You can go as an adult, but it's an adult film. It's an adult yeah, film. It's an adult film. Adult. You can go as an adult. 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 That's how you say adult. I can't go as an adult. Yeah, okay, adult. Yeah. I thought you were about to change to adult then. And I'm like, how is this another I word I that we I say differently? I sound like a bit of adult at the moment. I sound Adultery, like adult. Like I was being adult. Borrow someone's child so <laughs> I can that? go to a theme park. What's that a quote from? I don't know. Adult, like I was being adult. Adultery, like glee. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, speaking of credibility, no. Uh, enclosures, I, I, like I want. It's a one. So one, yeah. he sleeps in his office, which he also lives in, showers in, eats in. Yep. Um, so that's the Archie. Alcohol, ickness, representation, cry, uh, insults, horniness, insults, and enclosure. Yes. The Q for Archie Q, De Niro's middle name, is quotability, which you've mentioned a couple of things already. The main one from Jessica Rabbit. Yes, that's the main quote. Oh, I thought you were thing. like inhaling to say it. No, we've said it before. Um, <laughs> I'm not bad. I'm, I'm just, just drawn, drawn that way. way. What's up, Doc? Is in there. That's also quotable. I think it's quotable. Like, there's not much that's like quotable, quotable, but it's very well written. True. There's a lot of good, witty jokes and stuff. The uh, person that hosts the gay trivia that I occasionally go to. He uses the line, I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way. He's a human, though, so it doesn't really have the same effect. Uh, yeah. Um, if it was a drag queen, that would make sense. Yeah. Because you're drawing on your face. You could draw a bad face, like an evil face. If I was a drag queen, I would draw a bad face. I'd have to get someone else to do my makeup. You'd have to, you'd have to like, do your whole head. I oh, have. you could wear a wig. I have. <laughs> Do you think I could be a bald with a beard drag queen? Yeah, you can be whatever you fucking want. Oh, as long true. as you're not in um, whatever state bandit. Fucking idiots. Too many. I see a meme and it says, I've watched that show to catch a predator and they've caught priests and youth yep. leaders and teachers, but never a drag queen. Yeah. And the just saying for the Australian people, there was a royal commissional Royal Commission into Institutional Child Abuse, and it wasn't not on one of those queens. institutions was queer. Just saying. Unless you count the Catholic Church. Moving on. Quotability. Well, people that would rather have a priest read to their children than a drag queen obviously haven't been paying attention to the news. 
Quotability. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Is not Sorry, something a could priest we, can say. Can we say. just pause uh, for a bit? Um, just want to. That's so box you're on. Just want to <laughs> move that out of the way for a second, and then we'll be. We can continue. I don't have a very large platform, <laughs> but at the moment, neither do some of the drag queens. We need to use our <laughs> That's platform a shoe joke. to get um, some of these messages out. There you go. As queer people, we need to support our other queer people. Um, against these fascists. Quotability is a two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I am also going to go with a two. One for I'm not born that way and fascists. <laughs> Quotability. Lee can tell the, Lee tells the fascists to get fucked. Drink. There was a Coca-Cola clock in the Coca-Cola bar. Coca-Cola clock we in the bar. We both noticed that Coca-Cola clock in the bar. I so it's a saw two. it because then I thought, oh, I want that clock. Let's go it on the eBay. If you want to buy us that clock, send it to us. And also it's very fun to say Coca-Cola clock. We'll put it on our Amazon wish list. All right. So that's the D is the start of the D in De Niro. The E is standing for endurance. It looks... Great. It still looks really good. Yes. I don't know if it's been touched up. Oh, but I even... mentioned touched up. I'll get back on my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> no tune has ever been found oh, on no. Catch a Predator. <laughs> oh, there's your, there's your sequel. Um, <laughs> not that. He's like they wrongfully accuse him and Bob Huskins has to come back and save the oh, day again. Is it like a Me Too who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Yeah. Who framed... And Judge Doom is played by um, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Quick. A drink. Where's, a, where's a pen? Move on. Um, endurance. It's a four. It's endured more than uh, Harvey Weinstein. I think I, like a four. Yeah. I'm actually going to give it a four and a half. So am I. As I said, four. I was like, mm, should it be four and a half? Uh, and you've decided for me. Well done. Thank you. Because I think it's still just like the c- combination of like real life and animation is done a bit today still. Yep. Um, but this, I think, is like very seen as like the pinnacle. Yeah. I, I do. I'm glad that the film grossed well because it's a risk. It's a lot of work mm. to do. They've essentially filmed a full action film, live action film, and then drawn a full animated film. Imagine if film. they stopped halfway through. I'm like, okay, guys, we've got a movie with robots and wires. We, we don't have them any money yeah, left. What do we do? Who framed prop robot is what they release it as. <laughs> Who framed Eddie Valiant? That robot there, Rosie. Rosie. Oh, no, they didn't talk to no, them. No, they didn't get Hanna-Barbera in. The N in De Niro stands for nostalgia. I remember that it was around when I was a kid, but I don't remember particularly watching it. A I lot. remember watching it a few times. You know what this nostalgia segment is giving us? A soapbox? We didn't have everything the same when we were kids. Like, we're very close in age. Yes. Right? The three brothers, yeah. the middle brother that no one's ever seen from the podcast. The <laughs> just photoshopping yeah. in here. 
He just suddenly appears on the green screen. The Sorry, size we just had of, a robot him the whole time. The size of Slugworth's head in that scene in Willy Wonka. You oh, know, and he God. just comes up in that. Anyway, that's oh. a very niche reference. Uh, but you can listen to our Willy Wonka reference further back in the feed. Um, there are things I'm realizing that we don't match on. Like I just bought my husband the reboot of the game Nightmare. Yeah. And when I great. said that, you were like, oh, I remember playing this with, and oh, I remember playing this with the kid. I'm like, who'd you play with? Uh, literally Claire. our family friends that were the second closest walking distance friends we had. And you were free- best friends with them. I, I was, was best, best friends, friends with, with the older sister. You were best friends with the younger sister, but I've never played Nightmare. Yeah, but then also, did you have vivid memories of dancing in their study to stop by the Spice Girls? Do you know what? Me and Emma were probably in the computer room playing Prince of Persia. No, playing... How um, do you not remember Prince of Persia? We're in the world is Carmen San Diego. Oh, I get good. That was that came before Prince of Persia. I played Prince of Persia with Mark. I played Prince of Persia with Claire. Yeah, that maybe Prince of Persia and Nightmare but in, when they came after Seddon. I moved schools. Yeah, but I moved schools before we moved out of Seddon. That's true. So maybe it was that little period where we went to different schools. And after my school... I stayed in Hopper's Crossing, yeah, and you stayed in Seddon after your school. Maybe we just had different friends. <laughs> Maybe I just had better taste. That's really what it sounds like to me. Maybe I had a better life experience when I was growing up. <laughs> and that's why you, say, you didn't watch Titanic eight times with this well, friend you either, did you? <laughs> castle, and I say castle. Well, that's because I'm classy. I don't think I've ever spent 15 hours of my life watching a movie with, with Emma, but you've watched Titanic eight times with Claire. That's more than 15 hours, That's, actually. I don't know. Eight uh, times uh, might be an exaggeration. All right. But she was um, obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio. Look, she was a girl in 1997, <laughs> and you were a closeted boy in 1997. Who wasn't obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio? No, I was crushing hard over Kathy Bates. <laughs> <laughs> We're was, going off the rails. For me, it was all about the animated captain from Polar Express on the Titanic. <laughs> what are we up to? Nostalgia. Oh, I'm going to give it a two because okay. it was around, but I don't have nostalgia for watching it. I'm going to give it a three. Listeners. Because like, I remember watching it and have memories of it and it being a thing, but it's not up there of nostalgia like freaking Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. yeah. From the same issue. Well, probably because it's a few years older. Like, it, it was released the year I was born. True. So, I'm not watching it a lot. Yeah. I, um, listeners, just coming off the back of that whole tangent, please let us know if that had too many in-jokes for you. Unless you're Claire and Emma. They probably got it. Yeah. Claire <laughs> and Emma, if you're listening, you're on board. But is it funny or is it just a bunch of in-jokes that people yeah. won't get? Let us but know. there might be some millennials out there that are, like, that are like, yeah, I remember Prince of Persia and Carmen Sandiego. Well, Mark, if you're listening, the amount of time amount of time Mark and I spent on Windows 3.1.1 in his study playing Prince of Persia oh, is ridiculous. A, now, if we started talking about playing Star Wars chess on the computer, before, that's an Before he got his Sega Mega Drive and oh, we Jesus. played Sonic the Hedgehog. Now you're sounding old. I am old. I'll be 40. Speaking of people s- listen to this episode. Uh, speaking of Sega, uh, Impact. Impact. Sonic the Hedgehog did have impact. So much impact that it's two Jim Carrey movies. Yeah, well, two and a half because they reshot it. That's true. Impact. Um, you would think it would have it. I think it does. I think it did help re 
vitalize Disney a bit. I think in terms of like this grossed very well and was kind of at the time, I feel one of a kind. True, but it didn't have an impact in that like there's a whole a few movies after that. There's no cinematic universe, is that what you're saying? No, there's no cinematic universe, but there's also not like more movies that have done this combination of things. Do you know what I mean? Maybe because it is just too hard. Oh, it's so much work. I'm just trying to find how much it grossed. 350 or something? Because I think that... Um, like, it's this, a- if you look at this in the... Um, it grows 350, 350 yeah. right? Which is big for 1988. Mm. On a budget of 50.6 million, it's, yeah, I don't think it had the impact in terms of like making a lot of these crossover human tune movies, but it certainly had an impact on Disney's bank account, yeah. which allowed it probably then to put a little bit more money into production for things like. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid and then Beauty and the Beast and yeah. Aladdin. Well, if this then made them the money to have... Um, the Renaissance. To make the Renaissance. The Renaissance um, then its impact is a 17 out of 50. <laughs> like, like what, True. You know what I mean? But we can't really say that. No. I think... Its impact is not as big as it could have been because, like you're saying, it's not like then all these other studios were like, shit, we need to make this It's not like Hanna-Barbera made the Flintstones and it was like human people but drawn Flintstones. They made Elizabeth Perkins and John Goodman. I'm actually going to rewatch that at some point. And what's her face? Elizabeth Taylor. Halle Berry's in that too. So Elizabeth Taylor. I Elizabeth if I just said Perkins what's mum. her face, Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, we're we're terrible with these names. I'm putting an F on this board. I'm writing left-handed. Not if you're watching us on TikTok because TikTok flips things. Flintstones on my list of movies to be watched. Great content. Yeah. Um, impact. I'm gonna give it a two. I'm giving it a two. I was almost gonna do a half then, but no. Two. Uh, and then we have rewatchability. I think it's up there because it's quite funny. There's a lot of quick, um, like quick jokes. It's and dense that you miss. Yeah, it's dense for that, so you can watch it more and more times and miss. Like I didn't see the cattle call thing, mm. so that might be something that I will notice next time. Particularly now that you've mentioned it. I and I think there'd be more cameos that you see, like in the background. There's more tunes that you'd be well, like, not according to that well, guy's Porky Pig IMDb review. Yeah, well, that guy's an idiot. Elmer Fudd was in a moment. I saw That's that. That's true. Maybe Felix Foghorn Leghorn might have made an appearance. Maybe Felix the cat is in there. Maybe. Maybe Foghorn Leghorn got edited out. We'll Thanks for listening it. to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share this episode with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Two Brothers Entertainment on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay our respects and acknowledge their elders past, present and emerging. 
Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening, happy watching, and please drink responsibly.